Yo. Did you hear my yo's? I did. I, I heard your yo, yeah. 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 I just didn't want to respond. It was too annoying. <laughs> <laughs> You're with us on episode 40. Um, we're up to 40 episodes of the podcast. If you ever want to listen to old uh, or previous editions of the podcast, go to itsamonkey.com. We have interviewed all sorts of interesting people, Phil Leibin from Evernote, um, all sorts of entrepreneurs, academics. Go and listen to some of the previous episodes. But today we are episode number 40. We have a fantastic show coming up with you. We interview the founder and CEO of Yo or Abel. Um, Yo, of course, if you've been following the Silicon Valley Press, if you follow TechCrunch, if you follow Recode, if you follow Mark Andres, on Twitter. Everyone's talking about Yo, and we managed to get hold of him in San Francisco, and we had a chat to him. That's coming up later on in the show. Um, big week in tech. It's always a big week in tech. Um, this week, there was the Google I.O. conference. We're going to talk about uh, some of that with James. Remember, you can uh, tweet us at It's a Monkey, sorry, Monkey Podcast, um, or you can email us. If you are listening to us, um, via iTunes. or I want to ask you a little favor. If you can just leave us a review on iTunes, that'll really help us. That helps us go up in the iTunes store. We'd like more and more people to hear about the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes. If you enjoy this podcast, please just uh, support us by uh, subscribing, by telling a friend. We don't ask for any money or anything like that. Special shout out if you are listening while you are using Manage Flitter. Um, so to all our managed Flutter users, thank you so much. Um, today is Saturday the 28th of June where I'm at. It's Friday the 27th of June where my co-founder um, James Peter is in Canada. Episode 40 of the podcast. Let's kick it off. James, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, you, have, you, you haven't installed Yo, have you? I have actually. Yeah, I do have Yo. Yeah. Uh, you, just, you just haven't added me on Yo. I haven't added you. I haven't actually added anybody yet. So, so you're just yoing yourself. I'm just yoing, yoing, yoing myself. Yeah. That's a little bit uh, narcissistic, but maybe there should be another app for that. You know. <laughs> Self yo or something. Uh, well, we let's talk about yo a little bit later in the show. Let's kick it off with uh, Google I/O. What happened? Uh, to run us through some of the big announcements at the Google conference. Is it an annual conference? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, it's an annual one. So they have, um, it's basically kind of the the summary each year of what Google's been up to. Um, it's kind of like, um, you know, their, their big conference for the year. Um, it's generally developer focused, so it tends to be sort of new announcements and that kind of stuff um, that are relevant to developers. But um, they do tend to sort of talk about a whole bunch of stuff that it tends to be new products and stuff released there, or at least talked about for the first time. Um, so yeah, it's always exciting, always new things come out of it, and um, this year was definitely no exception. Um, so yeah, I mean, some of the interesting things that um, that came out of I/O this year is, um, well, the most obvious one is kind of Google's new um, uh, visual design uh, concept, I guess, um, which they're calling uh, material design, um, which which is it is quite important. Um, you know, these things like flat design, which um, Apple popularized with, um, you know, their most recent iOS version that you know kind of changed the web and everything. So these things really do have quite a big impact when when one of these big companies come out with these, you know, new sort of visual design ideas. Um, and so it, it is, is, it, kind of, is it just a design? Is it a, um, you know, is it a... So, a, so it's a design language. Right. Um, so it's kind of, um, so if you think about flat design and what that means, it's, it's you know, it's basically like 
Um, the current one that we have, it's kind of like big boxes. It's like everything is, um, you, you know, nothing has like shadows to it. Everything is very clear and large. Um, there's kind of focus on typography, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we've gone away from sort of, you know, you know we used to have, love these sort of like, um, you know, gradient buttons that would kind of like stand out of the page. All this stuff used to be before flat design. Drop shadows. Drop shadows and this kind of stuff. So the interesting thing about material design is actually bringing back drop shadows, which is which is quite interesting. Um, so it's kind of, I think the best way to describe it is somewhere, it's kind of like somewhere between um, um, flat design and and sort of the what came before it. So it's basically sparingly using um, um, shadowing and, and leveling. Um, and it it also um, it's still got the focus on typography, so it kind of takes the best things out of flat design, so like a photog- uh, focus on typography, lots of blank space, easily uh, readable content. Um, it also seems to be doing some interesting stuff with shapes. Um, so up until now, you know, we've kind of got a bit of a problem with with you know current modern design um, in that when you want to actually do something, um, you know. What, what is a button these days? What's like an action item? It can be kind of like anything. Um, and that's, that's a real problem for design because you have to, um, it, it means, means that things that might be intractable aren't actually very obvious. Um, and so it looks like what Google is doing is introducing some concepts there onto, into what actually um, is interactable and what that means and what things look like when they're interactable. Um, for example, they're using kind of the circle as being like your main action item for a page. So you'll see like a brightly colored circle and that means, you know, if you're on, if you're viewing somebody's contact for information, information for example that would mean you call them or if you're viewing like an address it would be you know get directions to that address so it's kind of like your your primary action given that piece of information it's it's basically you go off and perform, perform that action is it but uh, when you say it's a language is it I, I mean it's is it something like html i mean at what level does the language um get no get no so, Sorry. So I mean, it's not. Um, it's it's just pictures, basically. It's not. Um, it's it's the pictures in, in the interaction. So it's kind of the the whole UX side of things. So the whole the whole look and feel, I guess, of the interface. Um, so so there's it, no. Is it just a, philo- a a philosophy, a statement, yes. an approach? Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not. It's not something like um, Apple's new language. It's not something you. You, they've just described a way that they'd like to approach, and their and people in the, in the Google ecosystem, they'd like them to approach design. Yeah, I mean, so it's obviously focused for Google Apps. So the idea is is that if you use if you interact with Google across any of their many properties, then you will be interacting with it in the same way. So that's that's the concept. So if you're interacting with it on an Android device, if you're interacting on um, any of their websites, then you'll then you won't have to relearn the way you interact with it each time. It'll all use the same metaphor. Obviously, if Google are using it, then it's also really good for everybody else as well because it's, it's you know, it's, um, it's a metaphor that other people can take on as well. So other people, doesn't have to necessarily be in Google's ecosystem, although that's probably the first place it will start. Um, but it will mean that other people will start taking on some of these, some of the best ideas that come out of it will definitely start being adopted as well. Are Google becoming more design focused or more design centric? I mean, they've always been, a, you know, very design centric in the sense from a UX and a functionality perspective, but they've never been about, um, you know, really elegant, pretty polished, design-centric products. Has that, has that shifted somewhat? 
Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it is very interesting that they that they have kind of led with this material design. Um, I mean, up until now, I'd probably say Google's been playing catch up a bit. I mean, we kind of had Microsoft was kind of the first one to release, you know, their their flat tile look um, with with Metro. Then Apple came out with their flat design, and Google's kind of it's it's adopted parts of these sort of previous um, these previously popular design languages, but um, they haven't. Um, they haven't sort of led with anything. This is the first time they've come really come out and they said, "This is what we want the future of the web to look like." This is what we this is what we're doing in our products. You know, if you want to do it on your products, then if you like it, then then you should. Um, and so, yes, this definitely is them becoming more design focused. Um, and obviously, you know, it's it's a huge problem if people have to relearn an interface every time they use a different product. Um, and so, it's important for them to solve just for their own products that. Um, that it just makes it so much easier then uh, if they roll out any anything new or they want to get new users adopting into their services, it becomes so much easier if everything looks the same and functions the same way. Of course, they um, moved Sergey Brin, one of the founders, back into CEO position um, probably a couple of years back now. And I think it's been, that's probably been one of his projects is to integrate things a lot better and to get look and feel and to get that design a fresh touch across all those product products and and I, they were probably hoping Google Plus would lead the way I don't think it's lived up to their promise but Google Plus definitely um, they pushed uh, very noticeably I could see they pushed hard on UX and clean design on that product yeah there's obviously been lots of changes internally in Google and how they're they're focusing their engineers and um, and their and their their team so yeah I think this is an um, one of one part of that 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 we're finally starting to see come out um, so yeah, it's very interesting. Sorry, I just received a yo. Um, James, um, what, what else Google I.O.? What other announcements uh, were of interest? Um, so there was, along with Material Design, there was the new version of Android, um, which they haven't named yet. It's just uh, sort of co-named Android L. Um, the interesting thing about this one is obviously a whole remake for Android devices. But the interesting thing is, is that it is um, now targeted for for a whole bunch of other platforms as well. So it's targeted for um, television, which they announced, or Android TV. It's targeted for tablets, and it's actually targeted for cars as well. So when car manufacturers are trying to bring out um, their kind of inter integrated display um, devices, they'll be able to run these this Android platform as well. Um, so they're really kind of sort of trying to take on any kind of interactive device almost with this with this new release. So it's a very, very interesting move um, by Google. The Internet of Things is well on its way. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And this is definitely them them um, trying to take over that world. They've done very well in the mobile space and now they, they want to take control over more of it. So, um, yeah, no, it's um, it, it'll be very interesting to see what, see what happens. I'm waiting for the first internet-enabled toilet. I was in Japan earlier this year, and their toilet technology is beyond belief. And I'm just <laughs> waiting for some sort of internet-enabled toilet that analyzes and, you know, just uh, um, it's going to happen, James. Maybe that's what the L stands for, Android Lou. <laughs> <laughs> and it can uh, yo, you can yo your doctor every time you, you know, via the API. So, yeah, the Internet of Things, we are, everything's going to be connected. Except um, I mean, except for Google Plus because they don't have an an API yet, so everything's going to be connected except Google Plus. Yeah, it's actually interesting. There's been um, a lot less talk about Google Plus this time at I/O as well. Um, it definitely didn't seem to feature as prominently. So that is significant. It's definitely showing, 
yeah, it's definitely showing that they're sort of shifting focus a little bit. I mean, it's obviously still there and it's still integrated with all these, these um, various things they're rolling out, but it's definitely not the the focus. It's not where they're trying to push now. So, yeah, very, very interesting. It must be so frustrating for them. They've got so many pieces of the puzzle sorted out and social, they've just dropped the ball and, and they had Orchid, which they, they didn't keep the eye on and, and uh, you know, that fell by the wayside and Google Plus, they haven't been managed to do anything and they've, they tried to buy WhatsApp and they couldn't buy WhatsApp and it's, it, it, it must be a real, um, a real frustration for the execs there, so the social layer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is their this is their answer to that. It's probably that. Well, probably we shouldn't have done social, and now we're going to focus on something else. And um, and you know they're focusing on the software. They're focusing on on as many devices as possible. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's great. I think it's a much better direction for them. They never really did get social. Um, so yeah, it's it's a good move. I think Sergey Brin, were, and I'm paraphrasing here. He said something like, "You know, I've never been much of a social guy or user of social media. I should have never been the one involved in this project, <laughs> or something like that." And it it sort of actually makes sense. You you know, if you if, if you don't eat your own dog food, if you don't enjoy it, and you and you don't really um, you get get it, it's it's not you know you're not going to be able to um, develop something in in that domain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a smart move for them to um, to focus on other things other than social. So. Any uh, any last uh, quick Google I/O announcements that we should be aware of? Um, so the last important thing is obviously the wearable space. Um, so the the whole sort of Google smartwatch space actually started getting some clarification and some announcements. Um, so yeah, a couple of um, smartphones actually smartwatches, sorry, um, started going on sale. I think it was yesterday or when the when the announcement was, um, and then the Moto 360 is going to be released um, later this year. So this is this is the smartphone with kind of the the round display that everybody's talking about. Um, and again, these things run the Android L system, and they use the new design language. Um, and it kind of they all, they also have integration between all the devices, which is very interesting. Um, so there's been a bit of talk about if you're wearing the watch, then it will integrate with your car, and it'll integrate with your phone. Like things things like you won't have to put in your passcode if you've got your watch on and you're carrying your phone. There's there's all this interesting sort of cross device communication that's going on. Um, so, and it's almost as if you can kind of almost think of it as like one operating system just spread across anything that you're accessing. Um, so yeah, it is, it is actually very interesting. It's a very, um, very intelligent move by them. So it's definitely, um, it's not just, um, it's not just a phone on a watch. It's definitely, uh, something much more intelligent. So yeah, it's going to be good. I'm sure Apple uh, are watching this with interest because, um, the internet of things is definitely the next wave and, uh, Google, Google seem to have a little bit of an advantage on that side of things. I I, I bought a Jawbone this week, and for some of the team, um, which is of course the wearable, similar to the Fitbit, and it's really pretty interesting and fascinating to track your your movements and your sleep. I do think though that it is going to all move into the smartwatch. It's, I think it is it is going to sort of collapse into the one smartwatch device. Um, so I think s- separate wearables. Are, are probably going to fall away if they get the smartwatch right. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I mean, even these smartwatches already are showing um, signs of that. Uh, for example, they can give you your heart rate and that kind of stuff if they support it. Um, so, yeah, no, it's definitely where I would agree. It's definitely where it's going to move to. 
interesting to uh, follow wearables really very early days but it's 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 um, a lot of newness there and innovation still still waiting to happen great thanks james that's google io conference if you're interested to find out more just um, check out on the web there's always a lot of fantastic announcements. You're listening to episode 40 of the It's a Monkey podcast. We're going to take a short break. After the break, we talk to Or Abel, who is the co-founder and CEO of Yo, um, which is just exploding on the net. And it um, feels like Twitter all over again. I had an interesting chat to him, and we are going to do a bit of a post-analysis review. A lot to, surprisingly, a lot to talk about. Just a, a simple little app that sends a Yo. So stick with us, and we'll be back in a moment. The It's a Monkey podcast is brought to you by CheckDog. Use CheckDog to easily review and monitor your website for spelling errors, broken links, and broken images, all with the push of one button. CheckDog can also automatically monitor your website and notify you of newly introduced spelling errors. Go to CheckDog.com forward slash podcast to receive 50% off your first month subscription. CheckDog.com helping the world's leading websites keep their content error-free. You're back with the It's a Monkey podcast, and if you actually just heard that vibration in the background, that was actually just someone sending me a yo. Now, if you are on Twitter or following the tech press, you would have seen that everyone is talking about this app Yo, and I'm very excited to say that at the end of my Skype line, I have the co-founder and CEO, Or Abel, who's uh, in San Francisco at the moment, and uh, we have him, and we're going to chat about everything. Oh, oh, thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so it's been quite a ride over the last couple of weeks for you guys. Yeah, over the last week. I mean, uh, it blew up last Wednesday, and since then... Uh, I haven't had much to sleep, and it's been crazy all the time. I mean, we've been working like for crazy, yeah. So you guys actually launched this app in April? Yes, in April. Um, and what was the tipping point about a week ago? Was there a particular tweet or a particular story that um, yeah, started yeah. everything? There were, there were two stories in the papers that brought everyone's attention. Uh, one story in the Financial Times and the other one in uh, Think Progress uh, website. And um, I went to sleep Tuesday night, just like, you know, every day. And suddenly Wednesday morning when I woke up, everything changed. Uh, phone calls, uh, the phone uh, hasn't stopped ringing. All the major networks, all the web papers, everyone was talking about it. User count went off the chart. It's been crazy. And, um, of course, you aren't, you haven't really made it until you've been hacked. And you guys also uh, had a little bit of a, <laughs> a security issue, which really proved that you've arrived. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, we, we didn't plan like, to, to explode at this early stage. Uh, we just planned to start working on the infrastructure and, and on the security. We, we've just actually finished working on the new infrastructure when it happened when the explosion happened. So we weren't ready for this. Uh, and then, yeah, when you're number one in the app store, you get a lot of attention. You get a lot of, like, hackers' attention. They try to poke around. So, yeah, we had the issues, but uh, now, gladly, we fixed them. So everything now is all right. So can you t uh, are you public with any numbers in the sense of uh, how many uh, users, how many uh, yo's have been sent to each other? So, so far, we have one and a half million users. 
And regarding the yolk count, I haven't looked at it in the past few days, but it's like a million. In the millions, I mean, people like sending yolks. They like sending yolks to each other. They like receiving yolks. So, yeah, people use it a lot. So, so there's been a lot of discussion about uh, one-bit communication, about uh, bundling and unbundling. There's been all this highbrow high tech economy analysis of um, yeah. of of the utility around your app. Has where's your thinking at in terms of uh, um, the the future where it could go? Where's the real value? Why it has become so successful so quickly? Well, I think the real value in Yo. Uh, it's not just an app that says, yo, uh, the real value is that it's less distracting than a regular text message. So you'll be able to get yo's from like everything, services that interest you. Uh, for example, a dry cleaner or an airline. So when you get a yo from these services, it's not like getting a text. Uh, the, the notification itself is the message. When you see the notification and you read it and you see who, who it's from, then you understand uh, what's going on. And that's basically what the new concept that we're talking about. The new concept it was the notification itself is the message. It's a new concept. It has a lot of possibilities of what you can do with it. So, yeah, basically, it's not just an app that says, yo, it's a whole new way and concept of communication which can, be, which can have a lot of potential. Now, I've been using Yo for about a week. I have to say, I love it. It's given me the same feeling that I had when I first discovered Twitter in about 2008. I'm telling all the staff and all my colleagues, and I've dragged about 10 people so far onto the app. It also triggers the same feeling in me when I, when I click bubble wrap, that just when I, when I send a Yo and receive a Yo, that sort of... Uh, yeah, I never, never heard about it, but yes, bubble wrap, exactly. Um, but, but, but what I really find interesting is, is around the whole ambient intimacy that uh, that when I receive a yo and I send a yo, it's essentially I'm thinking of you and you thinking of exactly. me. And that that's to yeah. me is at the moment is the sweet spot. It may change, but at the moment that's what's that's what's happening for me. But I think you guys have made one really smart decision as well. Is that you you opened up the API pretty early, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a major turnaround in the history of yo. When we got the API out there. Then we saw a lot of interest from developers and startup entrepreneurs here in San Francisco and in New York. And that's when I, we decided that I'm going to come here uh, and, and promote you. Uh, because when you open an API uh, to the public, then you can see a lot of very talented people that can leverage the, the API. And, and they're doing stuff that you, even you didn't think can be done with your API. So we, we've just seen this amazing website that the French team did for their uh, for the World Cup. So they, they did a website where you can cheer the team using Yo. So they show a counter and they they show the names of the Yoers during the game live in real time. And it's 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 so awesome that we didn't even think about this kind of option, but they did. So this just to show to show about the API how great it is. Of course, I mean, Twitter's, uh, Twitter was, uh, you know, the app that really heralded a, a super open API and, and in many ways people think that it's huge success is due to the fact its API was so open. And I think Google Plus, one of its failings and a way it can 
succeed is if it would open its API. So I think it's a really terrific idea. And you guys are having a hackathon soon as well? Yeah, in a couple of hours, actually. In a couple of hours? It's I don't... a really, yeah. Sorry, go. It's a really short hackathon. Uh, simply because the API is so simple that you don't need, I mean, it took, the, uh, it took to make the app a few hours, so the hackathon is also going to be two hours, and that's basically enough to create some awesome stuff. So, so just uh, tell us, through, you, someone developed an app for the Around the World Cup to get yo's around goals. Uh, what, what are some of the other apps that exist at the moment? Just talk us through one or two of them. Yeah, we saw a blog integrating yo uh, into his website. So this blogger is yoing his readers whenever he uploads a new post. So he puts a button on his, uh, on his website, and when you tap it, it says, yo me at my blog, and I'll yo you whenever I upload a new post. So we've seen uh, a lot of, I mean, not just one, a few of blogs doing that. And uh, also the French team, and we're hoping to see today after the hackathon, a whole new uh, bunch of cool services that people can subscribe to. Now you guys have on record in the press, it says about a million dollar angel funding. Um, Have you been hounded by any of the other Silicon Valley companies that want to uh, get a position in you guys already? I don't think there is a single VC that I haven't uh, met in the last week. I met with everyone. Uh, everyone in the Silicon Valley is really excited about this. I know that I know that some of the folks don't really understand what the fuss is about, but there is a vision to it, and uh, when people hear about the vision, yes, they get excited. I think when so, you yeah, have- there is a lot. Of- yeah. I think when you're the, the catalyst for Mark Andreessen to send one of his famous series of tweets all uh, inspired by your app, I think, I think something, something's right is happening. Now, I use the Android app, um, and it seems, to be, or it seems to be a little bit buggy at the moment. Is, are, are you guys going to be just constantly yes, yes, releasing that's, updates? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's true. We have uh, issues in the Android app. Uh, we are working on them, and we are releasing an update almost on a daily basis to fix them. Nice. We are also going to release really soon an Android widget where you don't even need to open the app to send a yo. I mean, it's going to be a widget where you have these colorful buttons on your main screen and you can just tap them. Now, are you going to be really strict around the yo, like Twitter is around the 140 characters, or are you going to let people send a hug or a goodbye? Or I mean, are you going to just stay no, super focused? No, it, it will be only yo, because I'll tell you why. If you add more words to it, let's say you, you add uh, three words, hi, yo, hey, and let's say you add bro. So right now you have four words that you can send. So your app can send only four words. That's the only thing it can say. But if you limit it to just yo, then this yo has to mean everything. You can't, you can't play with it. The yo needs to mean everything. Now, um, is yo actually used in, in Israel? Because um, why did you guys come up with this, the specific word yo? What was the genesis of yo as opposed to hey or something like that? Actually, it's used by my friend who lives in LA. He right. sends me, yo, yeah, on WhatsApp. It came from where I, me and my friend are talking on WhatsApp, and we send each other yo's. 
I mean, you can see, if I look at my WhatsApp history, you can see a whole conversation made out of yo, 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 yo. And that's the whole conversation. So that's where you come from. Interestingly, I was thinking last night about the, this interview and I was thinking back on, on, on that, the fact that you and your friends are sending WhatsApps that say, yo, I read that in one of the articles. One of my friends and I actually used to send blank text messages to each other. We went through a phase of sending blank text messages th- to each other. To We were yeah. uh, in different countries and, and it was a similar sort of thing. Just saying, hey man, I'm just I'm thinking of you type thing. So, uh, it's, the, it's the exact same thing, exactly the same thing. Or um, you must be uh, you must be really excited. This is every tech entrepreneur's dream. Um, <laughs> really personally, where to from here for you? Uh, I'm I'm right now th- uh, waiting for everything to calm down uh, and start actually working on the product itself because right now the product itself is not getting the attention that it needs because of all the the, the fuss around it. So when everything comes down. We're going to continue working on the project itself, improving the Android app, improving the iPhone app, improving the stability of the servers, and then continuing to the next level. Uh, so you so guys, yeah. uh, you guys, building out the team now? Yes, we are building a team. We are hiring engineers. Now it's it's really it's easier than uh, when I tried to hire engineers like a week and a half ago, which is basically what I was trying to do. But right now. I'm getting emails from people who say, I want to work at Yo. So people like Yo, you know, I'm getting feedback. People like, really, really like Yo, something, something different. Oh, um, it's amazing, amazing the difference a week can make uh, in the life of a tech yeah. startup. Or Abel, the CEO of uh, and co-founder of Yo, it's really a fantastic story. It's a fantastic app. I think you guys are going to go all the way. We look forward to watching your development and success and doing what we can on our end to, uh, to sort of push you guys along. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The It's a Monkey podcast is brought to you by ManageFlitter. With ManageFlitter, you can easily find out who isn't following you back, find new people to follow, track keywords on Twitter, and schedule tweets for the most appropriate times. Tweet code MONKEY2 at ManageFlitter to receive a one-month free budgie account. James, what a Silicon Valley classic story. I mean, two weeks ago, uh, they were struggling to find engineers in San Francisco because the demand is so high for engineers in San Francisco. And now, a a week and a half later, they're just being inundated with investment requests and people wanting to work with them. And um, they've they've just, everything's changed for them in a heartbeat. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's a, it's a crazy story. So it's for definitely, um, it's definitely one of those kind of overnight successes that, <laughs> that took a few months and just suddenly blew up. But um, yeah, it's an amazing story they've got. Um, now, a lot. I mean, Mark Andreessen, um, who is to me one of the the, the the clearest thinkers around our space. I love following him on following him on Twitter. If you are a startup tech person just just search for Mark Andreessen and his his analysis is always so fascinating and he he's written quite a bit about yo um, and he, and he's made a couple of interesting points I mean the one interesting point is that in in Bangladesh for example up to 60% or more 
of mobile traffic are people actually sending missed calls to each other so calling each other and just not accepting the call to save themselves on credit so he talks about this one bit communication phenomenon um, that is we actually use quite a lot in our life um, that that is pretty relevant and he 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 talked about yo being an example of that one bit communication or zero character but one bit communication um and there's also the the phenomenon of of he spoke about and he wrote a great article of of how business businesses essentially um the evolution of business goes through the cycle of bundling and unbundling and he wrote a quite interesting tweet stream how the internet evolved from you know AOL which was a bundled it unbundled into the world wide web and then it rebundled into Yahoo and Google and then it unbundled again into Facebook and WhatsApp so quite an interesting case study this little yo that's been a catalyst for a lot of discussion yeah absolutely yeah yeah um I mean, personally, I'm I'm definitely not as positive about Yo. Um, um, I've definitely got a slightly different take. I think. What's your take? Look, I mean, it's I I I think it's I think it's a very interesting device. I think it's very interesting um, for a number of reasons, but I think it has its has some major problems. I mean, I have I have used it. I haven't actually put I haven't got anybody on there that um, that I know. Um, using it, but I've sort of put a call out on Twitter, and some people added me on Twitter who I don't know who are kind of contacting me. Um, I mean, my problem with it is that um, that I just find it kind of annoying, um, and I, I feel like it's 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 missing something. Like I understand the the value of it. I get that it's um, that it's something unique, and and people will give permission in uh, for things they wouldn't normally give because there's no content there. But um, but I think it needs just something slightly slightly more. I think I, I half agree with you and half disagree with you. Um, I half agree with you in the sense of um, I'm enjoying, I've probably got about eight people, ten people on my list, mainly close friends and a couple of staff members. Um, and it, it does fulfill the, um, especially when the friend side of things is, hey i'm thinking about you that ambient intimacy type of things uh, almost so like is, sorry so ahead. is that is that kind of the benefit you you draw from it like if somebody sort of yo's you or whatever and it's sort of you know midnight or whatever like what's the what kind of benefit do you draw from that so, so to me they're sending me a signal of hey kev you know it's like um yeah. it's sort of like i don't really have much to say there's nothing really to say just to say probably i'm going to sleep and i hope your day was good and you know like so it's, it's, there's a lot sort of um symbolic of that message so it's mainly the close friends where it seems like um and as i said in the interview i went through a phase with 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 uh, one of my friends that we actually every now and then used to send each other blank text messages you know yeah. um and a similar sort of thing particularly when i was traveling you know whereas there's not really anything new to say but just want to say hey just reaching out and touching base type thing so for me, that that at the moment seems to be a use case that will continue for me personally to continue mm -hmm. to have legs. On the staff side of things, I feel it just annoys them. I did send Chelsea, <laughs> who's going to be on the next podcast. I did send one to her at one thirty a.m. and she wasn't she wasn't quite happy with that. But for staff, um, I, I feel it's a different type of relationship. But yes, on the you know there is something missing, I, I, and that's why I asked 
or if there was you know anything else that they were going to add a different type of message or and i don't necessarily think that's the answer sometimes the magic to these service is their limitation like if twitter opened up the 140 characters to more i think it would kill a lot of its its magic so i don't necessarily think that's the answer i i, I was excited to see that they opened up the api because i think that's where the true magic is going to come from and that's what happened to twitter and and I'm pretty much of the belief, I think you're similar, that if the API of Twitter didn't exist early on in the game, so open, Twitter probably wouldn't exist today. Um, and I think Yo might be the same. Yeah, th- th- that is interesting. I mean, I, I get what you mean about the, the, the personal contact, and it makes sense if there's, like, if there's no barrier to sending it, if it's very easy, like you have nothing to say, but you just want to, to let them know you're there or whatever. It makes sense that, um, that there's some value there. Um, I mean, to me personally, I kind of feel like if I get something, I'm like, okay, so you said yo, and now what did you actually want to say? Like, what was the, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to sort of figure out the the context. I kind of want that to be given to me, if that makes, if that makes sense. Like, um, you know, is does the yo mean like, you know, I'm thinking about you, or does it mean like I hate you, or, or whatever? Like, there's there's so much um, that that's unsaid that it's almost it's almost too too raw. I mean, I think I think what's actually really interesting about it is um, is not the fact that it's that it's contentless. Um, I mean, I think what's very interesting about it is that it's almost you know the entire platform that Yo exists on is the notification platform. So it's notifications in your phone, and so it's basically a way for you to send a notification to somebody else, and that's it, right? So it's just like a little alert. It has no content. I mean, I, to me, like, I think the, the sweet spot would almost be, like, a, a single word. And, I mean, Yo is great for um, for this kind of initial launch, but for it to have any kind of legs, I just feel like it's it's just too limited. Like, if I'm getting... Um, I, I mean, what they're, what they're trying to do in terms, of the, in terms of the rollout is they're trying to get it to be almost like a service thing. So um, from what I've seen in the API and the Yo button they're bringing out, so you kind of subscribe to updates, right? So a website, if they publish like a new blog post and they're going to yo you, or if there's, you know, if, if whatever, if somebody sort of follows on a social network, whatever, you might get a yo. But the trouble is, is you need to then remember what that service does based on their username. There's not enough information. There's just the yo and their username. And the username doesn't contain any content. Um, it's just saying who they are. It doesn't say anything about about what what the content is, so I think the tiny bit of information that's missing is that what is this thing about? And I think I think like a single word would almost do it. Um, so I I don't know. I, that's that's where I feel. I feel like something's going to come out. I don't know if Yo might might adapt or somebody's going to take this concept and just just iterate on it slightly. But to me, I think that's where the sweet spot is. I think um, I think that's smart. I think that's a I think that's a very fair point. I can I think a one word notification. Um, so you're limited, just like Twitter's limited to 140 characters, you're limited to one word and maybe one word up to six characters or something like that. I think that would that would be interesting. I think um, if I was CEO of, of Yo, I would play CEO for a moment. I think what I, what I might do when we reach critical mass is maybe just as some sort of novelty, have uh, a couple of days where people can do that and see what happens from that. So have, two, have one or two days where people can type out a word and see what see what evolves from that because uh, it might lose the magic, but it might capture something else quite interesting, some other use cases. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I look. I mean, it's very. Um, I'm not. I'm not negative about the concept in in general. I think it. I think it's a very, um, very unique one. And when you see these sort of kind of meteoric rises, it's. Um, it is partly the the fun of it. It is partly because it is so simple that that people find it very easy to share. But there's also something there behind it. Like you can't get this kind of growth without there being a little bit of um, a little bit of value, a little bit of uniqueness that people haven't seen before. Um, and so yeah, I think definitely there's something that's going to come out of this. And I, I, and I was thinking a lot, <laughs> reflecting a lot on um, the poke versus the yo, right? Now, Facebook had their poke that always people had a love-hate relationship with, which was something sort of similar, but it's, it's, it didn't really take off like yo's taking off. And I thought there's a couple of reasons probably around that. The one is that, that poke is – there's a creepy annotation to poke, right? It it's, <laughs> could mean a lot of things. Um, Whereas Yo is friendly. Now, furthermore, so Ev Williams, who's one of the founders of Twitter, he wrote a great piece about, you know, all the good apps in one shape, manner, or form are actually really replicating or mirroring on some level the real world. Now, you don't really walk past your buddy and you go, hey, I poke you or poke or, you know, just, just poke them with your finger. But you do walk a lot of people or send them messages that go, yo, Yo, and sometimes you can see people that just go yo, yo, yo to each other. So, again, it's you know back to business fundamentals and first principles. A lot of these apps are just unbundling what we really do um, in real life. And I'm sure friends and 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 romantic partners do have ways these days on WhatsApp or text of sending messages that don't contain much else, but besides that hey, I'm thinking of you and I'm connected with you type thing. And Yo just, just sort of packs that up in a one-button format. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see where they go over the next, um, well, it's probably only going to be a few weeks, actually. We'll probably see in a few weeks whether it, um, whether it uh, continues to rise or starts to fizzle out. Well, probably by the time people are listening to this podcast, the hackathon is over, but they said they were having a two-hour hackathon um, I think that's very smart, actually. <laughs> that's really, that was a really great idea. <laughs> Super smart. I think I think their smartest move is to have had the API and hackathon, and just to because that, yeah, that that the magic is going to come from the ecosystem where people will find ways and companies will find ways to use it. I, it, it to me, it reminds me uh, about. Uh, Twitter all over again in the early days of Twitter I was just convincing people to get on it and and lots of people were saying this is useless and you know a few people were passionate about it and I, I'm quite excited in just that I enjoy seeing the evolution of of these products and where they're going to go to absolutely yeah no it's a very very um very exciting time for them so yeah it's cool um just got another yo now my my yo username if you're listening to the podcast um, let me see. I think it's Bongo Bingo. Um, let me see. Yeah, my my username is Bongo Bingo. Um, How do you spell that? B O N G O B I N G O. Um, I'm hazard to get people people I don't know there. I've just received your. Um, you just go one from me. I just go one from you. <laughs> I'm hazard to let everyone on the podcast add me and Yomi, but let's do it because maybe some use case will evolve. So if you really want to add me, go add Bongo Bingo um, on on um, 
on Yo. Uh, the app, and, and, and oh, I admitted this, the Android app is really buggy. I, I, I believe the iOS app is a bit more stable, but the Android app is, is pretty tricky at the moment. And what's, what's interesting, James, is, is uh, when people really love an app, and Twitter was a real case in point of this, when people really love an app, they will really put up with a lot of strife around bugginess and continue using the app. Mm, absolutely, yeah. I mean, the early days of Twitter, I mean, the thing was falling over left, right, and center. They, apparently, they didn't even have an admin backend until a few years into it. They were totally flying blind on it. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, they've actually done um, very well. I'm surprised that it hasn't gone down at all, considering their meteoric rise. I'm actually quite interested to see what their, their backend system is like. Um, but yeah, no, they're doing very well. 1.5 million users and and uh, and and over a million yos. I've uh, I've alone sent 53 yos. <laughs> you're 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 doing well to uh, to bump up their numbers. Yeah. I'm, how, do you, how do you tell? How do you tell how many you've sent? Um, there's a metric. I mean, at least in the Android, on one of the settings. I just go to one of the screens and it's it's got my username, it's got invite, unblock, number of yo's. Okay. Uh, and um and again this this startup is um out of Israel and I know I've 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 always mentioned that a, a lot. We seem to, it it continues to astound me that uh, that little country is just churning out these interesting um companies again and again. There's 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 something magical that goes on there that uh, again straight out of Israel. Yeah, absolutely. No, there is, um, there's always something new coming out of there. <laughs> cool. James, um, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you're listening, please subscribe on iTunes and uh, leave a review for us. Tweet us. We'd love to, we'd love to hear from you. In a couple of weeks, um, we're going to be talking to the CEO of Canva, um, who I interviewed earlier this week, and we were going to have on this podcast, but then the Yo! interview came through. And Canva, of course, doing great th- things, uh, um, online uh, image editing and design, etc. I had a great interview with her, and we're actually going to have uh, the guest's uh, co- co-host will be Chelsea Plowright, who's, who works for Manage Flitter as well, and uh, we're going to be mixing up some of the co-hosts. No, no offense, James. but uh, uh, I'm getting kicked out. Um, yeah, it's sort of, you know, <laughs> it's okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll survive. I'll just have to, um, get a big, um, big glass of beer and listen to the next podcast by myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that way you get, you get to enjoy it. And, uh, well, we're going to try kick up the number of podcasts from, from twice a month to four times a month. If you like that, let us know, support us and, uh, even more the reason to. So, Um, Thanks for listening to episode 40 and we will see you in a couple of weeks. Remember every Friday to check if there's a new podcast. Thanks for joining us and thanks to special shout out to all the Managed Flutter users and uh, we'll see you in the Yoas One Bittersphere. Yo. Yo. Bye.